Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. Mawudi, geopolitical risk continues to impact negatively on the markets. Uh, the Asian markets, they are in the red following a weaker close on Wall Street. Most definitely, uh, we're seeing the tension between Russia, um, Syria, North Korea, and of course the U.S. Uh, continuing to rise. And that's certainly worrying the markets. Um, really causing a lot of nervousness. Um, investors are seen moving into the safe heavens. We're seeing the uh, lacks of gold price. Um, we're seeing the lacks of also the VIX rising above 15 um, just on the U.S. Uh, market. Uh, for the first time since the U.S. elections, we're seeing you know volatility certainly uh, you know increasing there. We're seeing quite nervousness because definitely I mean if you look at what the, these political tensions are doing, um, they're not good for you know the markets. They're not good for um, for the global demand um, and, and certainly for for economic growth. Um, and I mean, we, we're just looking at the statement that came through from North Korea, uh, North Korean state media reporting that uh, on Tuesday that um, uh, a nuclear attack on the United States um, it could, you know, it could happen um, at any signs of um, aggression from the U.S. Um, so certainly not uh, very good statements coming from North Korea. And of course, it took um, a few min- a few hours for Donald Trump to respond uh, on a tweet saying North. Korea is certainly looking for trouble, and the United States would solve that problem with or without China. And that's a quote, I'm quoting Donald Trump's tweet there. Uh, certainly all those um, you know, tensions there not helping uh, with, with sentiment and certainly impacting on, uh, on the markets. Uh, we saw yesterday the U.S. market finished um, yeah, slightly flat, um, you know, coming off recovered certainly from their lows of the day. Um, a couple of companies came through with the uh, reporting, um, uh, with their reports, uh, the earnings reports, uh, some of the banking stocks. Um, but you've got the big ones, JP Morgan, Citigroup, uh, Wells Fargo, only reporting next week. So we will be watching those earnings from the U.S. and also, of course, watching all those political tensions that are currently happening there. When you look at Asia, certainly this morning we're trading lower. And, and again, those political, geopolitical concerns are weighing on sentiment in that region. The Nika is trading at a four-month low. Um, you've got the exporters um, in that particular market, certainly the worst performer. You've also got the yen, uh, which is now trading at a five-month high against the U.S. dollar. It's broken that one, uh, 110 um, level. That's the dollar-yen. And certainly those um, exporters certainly feeling the, 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 the pain or the heat of that uh, stronger yen. Um, in China as well, Hong Kong stocks all lowered. Um, the stocks in Australia are also falling uh, for the first time after uh, three straight um, uh, sessions of gains. Uh, the markets in Australia have been performing very well over the past couple of uh, uh, days, but certainly coming under pressure today. You've got the gold miners, though, in Australia, all, all strong. And I think that's certainly going to be um, the, the case when, it, uh, when we come to the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. We, we continue to see those gold miners certainly performing very well, supported by uh, a combination of uh, two things, the stronger gold price and also, from a South African point of view, also supported by the weakness that we've seen in our currency, supporting the miners such as Harmony Goldfields um, and, and, and Anglo Gold Ashanti. Uh, BSP Blitten out in Australia trading negative um, down just over 1%, and also South 32 is also under pressure. So the pressure continues um, as all these geopolitical tensions uh, continue to really rise, and um, certainly worrying, and um, very much negative for sentiment.
And then, Maori, the oil price also climbing after reports that Saudi Arabia wants output cuts extended. Certainly, I mean, we're seeing um, the oil price continue to really trade. It, it was trading in a, in a range. I mean, we had a range of about $45 to about $55. And I see we, um, we, we've just slightly broken that um, upper band of that range, um, now sitting just above $55. And this on the back of those statements from Saudi Arabia. We saw them um, releasing their production numbers yesterday. And uh, an indication is that, Saudi Arabia continues to really cut more than what was agreed upon with the OPEC members. Um, certainly positive for the oil price, um, and we've seen that um, appreciation in the oil price um, steadily, you know, over the past couple of couple of um, couple of days. Um, the other factor, though, it's one: it's the OPEC members that's impacting positively on the oil price. But the other factor is, of course, the geopolitical tension that we've seen in in, in Syria and um, uh, between Syria and the U.S. is also helping, you know, boosting these oil projects. Remember, Syria is one of also one of the biggest uh, oil producers, and the concern is that if the um, you know, the geopolitical tension escalate. We could see some production disruption in that in that region, and um, which is why we've seen this uh, positive sentiment on the on the on the oil price. Uh, but also, the um, shale producers are out of the U.S. I know last week when we looked at the numbers, they were showing signs of decline. That's also another factor that's certainly pushing the oil price higher. But yes, the OPEC members remember that. Uh, production cut that they've agreed on. Um, they agreed for a six months production cut, meaning at the end of June it comes to an end. But it, the OPEC meeting is taking place next month, and um, Saudi Arabia is pushing for the OPEC members to extend that particular agreement by another six months, meaning we'll, they will take the production cuts all the way up to December of 2017. So certainly we could see the oil price continue to rise. It's not good for South Africa. It's not good uh, for us, of course, at the time when we've got the rent um, f- uh, having fallen by over 10% in a space of two weeks. So certainly not good. Um, I think when we look at the numbers, um, we could see a petrol price increase. In fact, it's almost a foregone conclusion that we are going to see a petrol price increase of more than one rent next month. And we're just waiting for the department, of course, to announce that.